Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana, alongside me today. And I mean for real, like right here. I can touch him. He's here. My brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? I thought you were going to say God or something. No, I mean, look, I think you're great and all, but you ain't God. I'm God, bro. Jesus God Christ. of war. It's amazing that you and your head fit in here. <laughs> It's been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while. But you know what? We had a rough week last week. You and I both. We had. We just had stuff going on. Couldn't get. Couldn't get anything going. Couldn't. Couldn't work out the kinks to to do the podcast. Then we had technical issues. It yeah. was rough. So we missed out on a week. I think that's the first time we've gone a week without. It's if if we've. If we have before, it's been a it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Cause even on vacation, we've done them. So our streak ended, but that's okay. We start a new one now. That's right. We started a, a new streak right here, right now. That's right. <clears throat> hey, before we get started, I wanna I wanna tell people right like part of doing this podcast right is helping people out and and, and turning them mm-hmm. on to ways to make their life better. Hmm. So like, you know, if you have a little bit of back pain. If you have a sore ankle, if you have a, a, a shoulder that's giving you trouble, I have the solution for you. It's the Positive Sports Podcast. Now, I know we didn't do you the service last week, but an hour of the Positive, the Positive Sports Podcast every single week will make those aches and pains go away. It'll make you feel better. It literally makes you feel better. I thought you were going to say Bengay <clears throat> or something like that. Nah, man. This is better than Bengay. <clears throat> this is better than Bengay. If you, I'm telling you, you have any kind of aches and pains. If you do too much... Uh, you know, old school rolling down your window and you got a sore elbow. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you do too much, uh, you know, churning your own butter and you got a, you know, a sore shoulder, get you some positive sports podcasts, get you an hour a week, you'll feel better, I promise you. Go back and get some old episodes, get some new episodes, check me out with a beard, without a beard, find us on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, whatever, whatever device, whatever podcast platform you want. Get us, and I promise you, an hour a week, and you will feel better. I do it myself all the time. That's how here I am, damn near fifty, still running. Wow! Look, yeah. after after this, it's about to approach a year. So after this crazy year that we've all experienced, you need some positivity in your life. Exactly. So exactly. I agree with that. Go get you a daily dose, weekly dose. At of least the a week. At exactly. least, at least, week, right? at least. You don't want to over, you know, you don't want to overdose on it, right? Because right. that's too much positivity. People think you're high all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But once a week, right? Just kind of that's I, that's what I call a microdose, right. right? An hour a week. A week's got 168 hours. If you play it at one and a half times speed, it's only 40 minutes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you it. know what I mean? I mean, and it's good for you. You got to go out and do it. It's gotcha. for your own good. That's it's right. for your own good. So anyway, uh, off my soapbox and back to uh, what is it that we do here? We talk about sports. Yeah, right? yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so it's been you know, it's been a while since we've been in front of the camera talking to the peoples, uh, and football season is over. But there has been some stuff going on in the football world that's quite interesting. Some quarterback movements, uh, a defensive end who finally signed. We did. We were wondering where. Let's start with um, <clears throat> let's start with the defensive end. The news today that came out: J.J. Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Much as everyone expected, right? He went to the who the hell thought he was going to the Cardinals? 
certainly not the sports books because they didn't have the Cardinals as one of the teams you can <clears throat> bet on that J.J. Watt would go to. So that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it really did. And I'm kind of disappointed. Um, you look, J.J. Watt is probably past his prime in terms of really wrecking havoc on defense and, and being a, you know, a, a real game disruptor. So <clears throat> I wasn't thinking about his next destination as somewhere he could, you know, really, you know, fit into a defense. And, right. and I was going for the emotional thing, mm. right? Like I wanted him to go to Pittsburgh and play with his brothers. Like how cool would that have been for all three of them to be in Pittsburgh together? Now I understand logistically, uh, or should uh, should I say salary cap wise, it probably wasn't ever going to be an option. But I think it would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I think you're right about, well, I, I don't know. if Can he stay healthy is, is the question. So, yeah. I mean, if he goes to the Cardinals, to the Steelers, I mean, I, 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 I would imagine his goal right now is to want to win a Super Bowl. I don't know that the Cardinals gives him a Well, I mean, let, let's think about shot. that. Offensively, offensively, the Cardinals are good. Right, like yeah. when we got to the end of the season, when we got to the end of the season, and um, we evaluate the Cardinals, we say on a scale of one to ten, that offense is probably an eight. Right, right. They can score. So the fact that they didn't make the playoffs automatically makes you look at their defense. And so, you know, he's gonna help, especially if he can stay healthy. He's not. I mean, he's not the solution, but he's going to help. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. They've got Chandler Jones. Like, because, I mean, the other teams mentioned were Pittsburgh, which I don't think they were a J.J. Watt away from winning next year. Or, or uh, you know, a J.J. Watt. And, and I think that was for the whole three brothers thing. I don't right. think that was legitimately so then, on the table. Right. So then the other two teams <laughs> were Green Bay and Buffalo. Buffalo would have been nice. That that was already a pretty good defense. Yeah, the Cardinals don't have a bad D. They actually their defense was pretty good last year. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is going to be a Houston Texan reunion because there already is one between Hopkins and Watt. There yeah. might still be yeah. another. So if the Cardinals can trade Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson. Because it would have to be Kyler Murray, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, He's got to be included. The Texans wouldn't do it otherwise, I can't right. imagine. Right. Right? So that kind of makes you think, is that is that something that... I mean, that's like good soap opera right there. Stuff, yeah, you know? that's soap opera that's stuff. storyline. Now, the only problem with that is that you don't have an idiot like Bill O'Brien. I shouldn't say idiot. That's kind of mean. You don't have a mean, but Bill O'Brien type... Running the Texans anymore so that he could make such a uh, foolhardy deal. Yeah, well, you got a bunny, a bunny now, you know, <laughs> which I think is he, he's he's really surpassing uh, Bill O'Brien. I think he might be. So, so now you bring it up, you bring up the Texans, and that's a good lead-in, right? Because the conversation has been now for several weeks. Deshaun Watson wants out. The Texans are fielding trade offers. Nothing's really coming to the table. We're seeing some other deals 
come through in terms of quarterbacks, right? We saw what the Lions got from Matt Stafford. We see what the Eagles got for Carson Wentz. And, you know, in one breath, right, in one of those deals, you see what the Eagles got for Carson Wentz, and you're like, oh, my God, the Texans are going to get raped. They're not going to get anything for Deshaun Watson because the Eagles didn't get very much. But then on the flip side, you see what the Lions got for Matthew Stafford, and you're like, the Texans are going to make out like bandits. And, you know, it's it's a tough situation with Deshaun Watson. I think it's pretty easy. I mean, if you're the Texans, it should be really easy. Just get rid of the guy. He doesn't want to play there. He's made that already clear. And what's the point of... I mean, you let J.J. Watt walk for nothing, pretty much. J.J. Watt's not a franchise player like Deshaun Watson is. But he was two years ago, when you really could have traded him. Right, but he's not... They let him walk today, not two years ago. Two years ago. Well, they still had the option to trade him last year. You, you, you could have gotten something for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he got paid. He got paid two years, twenty-four million dollars, bro. Like that's like top defensive end money, right yeah, there. So, yeah. So for sure. So you're gonna like the Texans again, fucked up because you yeah, you, 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 you could have gotten something you the point is you could have gotten something for him i it think is, it I, is mu- hold on alex it is much harder to move a high priced defensive end than it is to move a top 5 quarterback okay so then move this top 5 quarterback then it yeah, should the be yeah the problem is, is the problem is is that the texans want the, the Texans want fair value back. And to be fair... They're not going to get that. Well, no, they're not going to get it, but they want to get as close to it as possible, right? And to be fair, Deshaun Watson, for as much as he wants out, he's not helping, right? Because they had a meeting last week, and the Texans are you know talking about, oh, you know, they're talking nice about Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson comes out and says, yeah, we talked, I still want out. So he's not helping the Texans facilitate a trade. Because it should be obvious to Deshaun Watson in all these months since he's complained and since he said he wanted out that obviously the Texans are not just going to trade him just to trade him. They're, they're going to try to get value back. And now you come out and you say, well, I still want out. You're, you're diminishing the Texans' trading power to make a deal. So you're hurting your own cause. I mean, look, at the end of the day... James Harden came out and said he, you know, he wanted out, and the Tex and the and the Houston Rockets granted him his wish. If they would, if they wouldn't have traded James Harden when they did, and he was still on the Rockets, it'd be it'd be super messy. His value would be going down, right? Because he's playing, risk of injury, all that stuff. I mean, just get rid of the guy. It's obvious. It's it's like I can't really side with with the franchise here because they 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 obviously have a a track record of of not doing what's best for the team. So if they're going to keep Watson, then do what's best for the team and get him some damn help. If mm-hmm. not, then do what's best for the team and trade him and get whatever you can get now, anything. Now, maybe they're waiting for the until uh, maybe Watson's a draft day trade. Who knows, right? Maybe they, they could really get some better value on draft day, but it can't go past that because... I agree. You're with you, just yeah. you're just not helping the franchise, right? As as a general manager of the team, you you're not helping the future of the franchise. Listen, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. The, the Texans, I think, 
and I think the Texans know this, they have to move on from Deshaun Watson. They have to trade him. Where where I'm where I'm complaining is I'm complaining about Deshaun Watson continuing to come out and say he's not going to play for Houston. Because here's the thing, you you are pushing that you want a trade to be made, and you you have already figured out that this organization is not going to give you away for a six-pack of Heineken's. They're going to try to get value. So now, when you continue to say it, all you're doing is prolonging the fight to get fair value. He could have came out last week and said nothing, and it would have been better than, than coming out and say that would right because if he doesn't say anything, then maybe teams think, okay, well maybe he does want to stay. Maybe I got to throw in an extra second round or, or whatever, right, to make the deal appealing to the Texans. Um, and oh. I think that's where Deshaun Watson is is I don't want to say wrong because it's I don't think it's a matter of right and wrong at this point. But this is where he's kind of he's hurting the process of getting his ass out of here. But the teams do it all the time, and this is this is perfect for what Draymond Green said last week. Teams put players on trading blocks and they make it public that they want to get rid of players, that they are they are listening to offers for players. So why is it that the teams can do it, but now that Watson's doing it, it's hurting his value? It's, because because it's not, Watson... Hold on. It's Here's not hurting his value. You know why it's not Here's hurting his value? Here's the difference. Watson is not the one that has to consummate the trade. The team does. It's not... It's Look... I have no issues with Watson coming out. He can keep on saying it because guess what? His value is not being hurt. He's not hurting his value. Right? He's not his hurt. value is the same. Right. So right. who cares? Who cares? Who Listen, Watson doesn't care what the franchise get back for gets back for him. I understand. Right? That. And he shouldn't because the franchise doesn't care about him. He's been a top five quarterback in like a bunch of stats, and Here, and they my, can't and they can't and they can't put an offensive line around him to protect them. Here's my question, Alex: Who is going to make the trade? That's the team is the team. Okay, that's hold, fine. Hold on, hold that's on, fine. Hold on, hold they on. can make the trade whenever they want. Guess what? Watson will gladly sit out for two years, and the team will pay him. Willie, I I. I didn't before. I think he might sit. I I oh. I am willing to bet that he. You know why? I wonder how it works with with uh, with his salary. Like only he gets his because he already got the guaranteed money, right? I, I I if I read right, he if he sits out this season, he basically loses like a total of two point something million. That's chunk change compared to that contract. <laughs> Again, unless, I I may have read wrong. I I don't know. Yeah, he might be willing to do that, but. <laughs> my my point is before, before at first I was like nah he's not gonna sit now I I really do think he he would if it's only sit. two if, yeah if it's only two million and would. you know what as a quarterback I mean I think we've seen what Le'Veon Bell you know it's a little different but he's he was willing to sit right now you got a you know a quarterback right they get hit a lot I mean, you know I mean he's just all he's doing is adding a year to his career yeah I mean you're you taking, know what I mean you're taking his age twenty seven year and. I mean, adding it on the back end, right? Whatever, whatever that number is. Like, I understand what you're saying, but you know, th- th- again, and that's and that's that's you know where kind of teams and franchises 
you know, feel like they hold all the power in the world. Like they control, they're basically showing their power and controlling this guy's, you know, move. You well, know what I mean? mean? Like just fucking just, just uh, yeah. It's just, unfortunate just that trade him, man. Like I it's mean, it's unfortunate that it's not. Uh, more evenly split in terms of power, but but it, I mean it's, this is the way it is, and the the look the franchise is trying to do what's best for the franchise, obviously, and again I don't I don't I I I don't disagree with Watson wanting out of Houston. I just think, especially here in the last week, he would have helped his own situation more by keeping his mouth shut as opposed to coming out in the media and making a comment. I, you know. Go on vacation and just stay out of it. Let let the wheels, especially if he's willing to sit, especially then just let the wheels turn. Let them do what they feel they need to do, and you know you, you go from there. But it, you know, because at the end of the day, the people that have to make the trade are the Texans. Yeah, I, I man, that's a hard disagree, bro. I that that's basically saying shut up and dribble. That's what no, that, no, 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 that's, no, 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 I, no. No, I said it's like I said no. it's like. Why can't he voice his opinion if he wants? He out? has. Okay, then, 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 then keep voicing it until you get what you want. Plain and simple. Right. I mean. Right. But by voicing it, he is prolonging the situation that he is trying to get. So out. if he keeps his mouth shut and they still don't trade him, then what? I mean. Well, then when, it, yeah, obviously it, when you get when you get to the uh, yeah, there's a tipping nah, point. I mean, there's no, a tipping no, look, point. look. I there's understand. There's a tipping point somewhere. There's a tipping point somewhere for sure, right? He's, Obviously, if we get to opening day, that's too far. He's got but between now and the draft. Just, just don't say anything. Just, yeah, no. Just let Screw them that. work out whatever they need to work out, so you can get the hell out of here. If I was Deshaun Watson, that's what I would do. I'd just, I'd be like, I'm not talking no. about this anymore. I've already said what I'm going to say, and you know, once the deal's done, I'll talk again. I'll talk again at the press conference announcing my arrival at. XYZ team. I mean, it worked for James Harden. So I, I'm I, look. I I'd say Watson should. I mean, whatever he's doing, keep doing it and keep voicing your 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 displeasure at you know being the Texan because obviously it's, it's so, you know it's so sad here in Houston how many good players have left in the last few years, right? Like you know Garrett Cole, George Springer, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Now yeah. you got Hopkins, JJ Watt, Watson wants out. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of great talent that for one reason or another has left Houston by trade, by well, whatever. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Free agency, trade, you know, but to lose that much talent in one town is really kind of I can't think of another like I can't think of another city that's had that happen to them in recent memory. Um, yeah. What did you think about the, you know, we, we talked about, we touched on these uh, two other deals briefly. Uh, what did you think of the, what the Eagles got for Carson Wentz? Or what do you think about that deal in general for Carson Wentz, for the Colts, for the Eagles, what the Eagles got, et cetera, et cetera? I think the deal uh, worked out for both. I mean, the, the, Eagles needed some draft capital. I think they got that back, right? They got a pick that that could turn from a three to a one or something like that, or yeah. from a two to a one. So, um, you know, 
I think it worked out for the Eagles, right? They have their, looks like they have their franchise quarterback for the moment. Mm-hmm. So you can't have two franchise quarterbacks, right? Yeah. If, if you believe in, in one more than the other. And for the Colts, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I don't think Carson Wentz is broken. I don't think he got a fair shake either right. in Philly. The guy was running for his life. Yeah, he made some bad throws at times, bad decision-making. But, I mean, fuck, he was running for his life. Now he goes into a good situation, decent wide receiving group, uh, two decent running backs, a good offensive line. I think it's set up for him. Now he really has no excuses. Like, what everybody thought he was in Philly, like, he wasn't as good as a... As good as, you know, a quarter, you know, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Everybody who who, who, who thought he wasn't as good as he should have been in Philly, I mean, he walks into a good situation in in Indy, so he's got no excuses. I'll tell you what, um, if, if he returns to the level he was at in 2017 before he got injured... The, I don't know who's the bigger winner here, him or the Colts. Because, look, he's walking into a good situation. Yeah. He has a great offensive line in front of him. I mean, he's got a he's got a great offensive line in front of him. He has a running game. The receivers are serviceable. They're not great, but, you know, they're good. And he walks into a very good situation offensively. The Colts... Get a guy who can be their quarterback for the next ten years, right? Especially if he's if he stays healthy, he can be their quarterback for ten years. He can be really good. And oh, by the way, they really didn't give up much for him. When you right. look at how much the Rams were willing to give up to get Stafford, I mean, the Eagles really kind of mm-hmm. got 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 taken away. They got they got they got robbed. Um, they didn't get a, well. I shouldn't say that. They didn't get a terrible deal, but they didn't get as good of a deal as the Lions did for Stafford. I mean, Stafford is older. Um, you know, in terms of ability, probably not more able, more durable, but not more able. I don't know how that equates to such a big difference in return, but you know, it does. And, and maybe part of it is because. The Rams had a quarterback to give away, whereas the Colts didn't. But, man, I feel like the Colts are huge winners here. Um, And the Eagles, you know, they got themselves out of a headache because they were going to have a headache with if Hurts and and Wentz were there together, they were going to have a headache. Um, And, you know, you're right. They got themselves some draft capital, which is always good to have. But, Man, I really like this deal for the for the Colts. Yeah. I really like it for them. See, I, I like it for the Colts and I like it for the Rams too because I'm a big believer in everybody sometimes needs a fresh start. And that's in sports. That's just in life, right? You have a job. You've been there for 15 years. Things all of a sudden don't go how you want them to go towards the end. And, well, you, everybody needs a fresh start, right? You move on. You go to another job or whatever. So, I, I mean, Stafford's been like an Iron Man. For the fucking Lions. Yeah. Playing injured and everything. I mean, can you name some of his wide receivers? I mean, 
Calvin Johnson's the only big name wide receiver he's had his whole he's freaking. Been, he's been gone for a while now. Yeah, and he's still putting up decent numbers. I think it's a great move for, for the Rams. So I think, uh, yeah, I think the Rams and and Colts did pretty good this yeah. off season. I'd say so <clears throat> yeah, far. So far, so good. It'll be really interesting to see what happens on draft day. Um, <clears throat> you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Watson. Uh, and and specifically around the draft, I'll be very very curious how that all shakes out. If they don't deal him, in you know if he if he is not gone by the end of the draft, I will be shocked, and it will not be a good shock. Here's another thing with the Texans: they <laughs> act like there's no quarterback in this year's draft. I don't know how deep of a draft class it is. But there's about five quarterbacks, yeah. three for sure, that are going in the first round. Like, there's some quarterbacks there. You could, I mean, you could make a move and, and, and draft yourself a quarterback. I wonder if, I wonder if the Texans and the Chargers would just do a straight swap. Watson for, for Herbert. Herbert. If you're the Chargers, would you trade Herbert? I mean, he's on a rookie deal. Yeah, but for Watson? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. There's very few places where I would because you gotta, I would say, there are very few teams where I would look at my quarterback and go, nah, I'm good. I don't need Watson. Yeah, but if, if like, okay, for like the Chargers, for example... I mean, you could do a lot with that team because your your main guy, your main player, is on a rookie deal. Is on a rookie deal. Yeah. I mean, you can fucking, you know, you, you you can afford to spend some money now and put something around him. That's right. That's right. That uh, that's a tough one though. That's a good. I wonder if I wonder if Bill Belichick would take him. I don't know what they would get, have to give up to get him, but like I want he he probably wouldn't because he wouldn't want that much money in one player. He's never been big on the big contract. And he likes draft picks. Yeah. So unless unless Belichick, in his mind, knows he's added there after the season, he'll stick it to Kraft and give up every single draft pick of the future for Watson, right? Yeah. But I, I don't see that happening. What other places have a quarterback, a young quarterback, that they would be willing to do the swap? If you're the Ravens, do you swap La- Lamar Jackson for? No, no, because I no because no? I wouldn't want. You know, actually, come to think of it, if I'm in the AFC. And I'm the Texans. I, I don't trade him to the AFC because I don't, yeah. don't want to see that guy. Uh, but like, think about it. Like, who else has a decent quarterback? Right. We we talked about Kyler Murray for for Deshaun Watson. Right. The Cardinals would probably do that. Um, you know, there's some rumblings about Russell Wilson. Mm. I don't know. I, it's if, it's got to be it's got to be difficult to move Watson. It's gotta be. If I mean, unless you're willing to get completely fleeced, it's gotta be hard. It's gotta be hard. Think about it. If you're the executive, an executive with the Texans, well, but not one of them. Right, like, right. You're your own yeah. executive, right? Because they're a bunch of buffoons. A, a slightly smarter one, Exa- right? Well, maybe a lot smarter, right? <laughs> let's let's not let's not. Well, you don't it. have to be a lot smarter to be smarter. Well, that's true. If you're smarter, chances are you're a lot smarter. So let's just say you're a smarter right. 
executive who happens to be working for the Texans, and you have to trade Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and you're taking all these phone calls. It's got to be hard to say, are you fucking crazy? I'm about to give you Deshaun Watson. Like, doesn't every response from the Texans start with, are you fucking nuts? I'm about to give you Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, the, the, by the way, the Cardinals play the Texans next year. Oh, it would be even that, better. That, 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 would be, the Cardinals. that would be something. Oh, that would be awesome to see. You know, I... I would actually root for Deshaun Watson to <laughs> hang 50 on the Texans. I hate to say that, but it'd be, uh, you know, it would be poetic justice. Um, speaking yeah. of guys that have left, uh, left, you got any more football you want to talk about? No, I don't know. Speaking of guys that have left Houston, tell me, please, for the love of God, tell me that you are becoming a James Harden fan. <laughs> Come on, please, please. Look, you are an avid Nets fan, and that guy is he is helping your team that you love so much. He is helping so much. Uh, he didn't help last, uh, Saturday night. Fucking lost to the Mavericks. Well, they had to lose sooner or later. They had won what, like eight in a row? Yeah, eight in a row. They had to lose sooner or later. Come on, tell me you're starting to become a James Harden fan. Uh, no. Only when he wears the Brooklyn Nets uniform. Yeah, yeah right, 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 yeah. Not no, when he was no. a Rocket or a Thunder. Yeah, Thunder. man, I don't know. <laughs> it's killing you, I know it is. It, it really is, it really is. I, I really don't want to sound like a hypocrite, you know? Like, like, But, yeah, I mean, he's playing great. I think he fits in well with, with the Nets. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He he fits. You're not being a hypocrite. This is a different James Harden, right? It's like Phil Jackson, right? Like, Phil Jackson is a great coach when he has, like, he is great at managing Mm -hmm. great talent. He's probably not a great rebuilding coach, right? right? And it's the same thing with James Harden. He's not a great solo artist. But, man, when you put him in a band, he's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, he uh, he's, I mean, he's playing great. He's playing great with the Nuts. But I, look, I always said James regular season James Harden is better than playoff James Harden. So I hope when he gets to the playoffs with the Nets, he doesn't, you know, put up a stink bomb. I think so long as all three of those guys are healthy, meaning uh, Kyrie, KD, and and Harden. I think he's going to be very good. I mean, he's <clears throat> he seems to um, the the one thing I, the big difference with him that I've noticed is he seems to be relishing having other talent around him. Like he's not, you know. Sometimes you worry that a guy like that who's been the man and such a ball hog not not in a bad way, but a ball a guy who has to have the ball in his hand because the rest of his team is just not that good. You wonder if he can. You know, fit into a system where there are other good players, right? We thought the same. We we had the same questions about Kevin Durant when he went to Golden State. Like, yeah, he's good, and they're good. They're going to be great. But what if one ball is not enough for all of them to play together? Harden seems to really be enjoying having Kevin Durant around and having Kyrie around whenever Kyrie plays. You know, where 
<clears throat> where the you know and, and even and even some of the other guys right like Joe Harris I think benefits from having Harden on the floor um obviously the only place that they don't benefit is on defense but when you have the kind of offense that they're that they're creating uh with Harden in in the lineup I mean you, huh? yeah it's fine to give up 120 points a game if you're going to score 125 right yeah. so you know, I, I think it's working out really well for them. And it, look, I think the Nets are a for sure legit, super legit NBA Finals contender from the East. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. Especially, I mean, yeah, because I mean, considering also that the East is just not very. It's not super loaded. It's in my eyes, it's not. But um, I would agree with you there. But, I mean, yeah, he's you know he's he's playing good. But we'll see. You know, it's a we still have what thirty five games left or so. Something like that. I I I can see it now. I mean, I can almost <laughs> close my eyes. I can close my eyes and I can envision it. The first podcast after the NBA Finals, <laughs> and you walk in here with a fake beard and a James Harden jersey. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. Hey, your birthday's coming up. I think that's what I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you a James Harden jersey. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, keep the receipt. <laughs> keep the receipt returning in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> if he chucks up a... If he goes 1 for 13 <laughs> with 6 points in a deciding game 7 with the Sixers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, against the Sixers, too. Uh, well, you know, look. When, when you think of... When you think of true... NBA Finals contenders, true contenders. Mm. I mean, then I have the Nets up there, right? Yeah. The Sixers. Yeah. Maybe the Bucks. The last couple of years, the way they played in the playoffs, obviously gives me pause. But they still have a lot of talent. They still have, you know, arguably the best player in the, in the NBA in the Greek Freak. It's hard to say that they're not, you know, that this isn't the year they get over the hump because you just don't know. Um, I think but, you gotta throw the Knicks in there too. I mean, they're fucking they're the four seed, <laughs> the four seed. I bro. mean, the Heat went to the finals last year. They're the five seed after a horrible start. So I guess it's possible that they could really, you know, get back going and 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 be a, a serious contender. But I, I just feel like the. I feel like the talent gap between the the Sixers, um, the Sixers, Nets, and maybe the Bucks, compared to the Knicks and the Heat, uh, is too much. And the Celtics, the the Celtics have a lot of talent. But I just I don't know what's going on in Boston. Like what what is happening there? Well, I think what happened was in the beginning of the season, Kyrie Irving. Fired up some sage at the Boston Garden. You think a little voodoo? I think so. He did him in? I think so, man. I think, I really think so. Maybe. I don't know what's wrong in Boston. I think. That's a lot of talent for them to be the six seed. I think they're. Man, I'm I'm starting to question the talent now. I I really am. I mean, I like Tatum. I like Brown, but I wonder wonder if those two just can't win together because those two are like pure scorers. Doesn't that sound doesn't that sound weird just coming out of your mouth? 
as good as they've not been, anymore because they, they you know why because they've played together they've been playing for like three seasons already together I wonder if that's not the same problem in uh, in Milwaukee with Bledsoe <clears throat> and the Greek Freak well Bledsoe's not there anymore yeah Bledsoe's not there anymore where's he he's with the Pelicans oh no wonder they suck they don't have a point <laughs> yeah. so it's the they Greek Freak and Middleton and DiVincenzo oh the they, Mar- it's, this is his time of the year March Madness March Madness that's right um, DiVincenzo but I mean, yeah, I don't know if I put the Bucks up there, bro. Honestly, I look the if the Bucks couldn't win the past two seasons, the East, right? Yeah, when it was when it was right there well, for the taking. It's light now, right? Now, now it's tougher because you've got a team like the Nets and an improved Philly team. That if with Philly, it's about staying healthy. I mean, if Embiid stays healthy. I mean, he's playing MVP caliber basketball. Yeah. When he's healthy, the problem is he's got him. He, you know, he's on pace to miss like fifteen games. Now, I, part of that I'm sure is load management, but I wonder if it's not aches and pains. And you know, you keep playing on those aches and pains, you get injured. Yeah, I wonder how much of these you know players being out is really an injury. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if. You know. It's all load management. Yeah, yeah, on some of these guys because <laughs> the season is 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 it's a shortened season. I'm sure they want, and I'm sure the NBA wants the best players available during playoff time, and you know, just being more cautious of people's, you know, of the players' uh, well, health. And the other thing too, remember with this season, is. It's 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 ten less games, right? It's seventy two games right. instead of eighty two, right. but it's I think considerably shorter. So it's more compressed. Yeah, they're playing more games per. There's less games per. There's less days per game than there have been in previous seasons. Yeah, and you got to also keep in mind some of these teams are are going to be playing makeup games in the second half of the season. That's right. Where I don't know how the NBA is going to fit them in. I know the second half schedule is out, but I, I you know, I don't know how, you know, maybe more back to back. Yeah, I th- actually more back to back. I, I think there are more back because there's some teams with like seven, six, eight back to backs in the second yeah. half, and there's only thirty five games. Yeah, that's that's half of them. Right. So <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if you know it's all load management. Yeah, that that makes that makes the compression even worse, right? Yeah. So, right. Interesting. Um, out west, you know, it's getting real interesting out west because the Jazz have been, you know, insanely hot. They're twenty-seven and seven over thirty-four games. I don't think they can keep that up, but I mean, that's a that's a long stretch to be that good, right? Yeah. Uh, you've got the Lakers a few games behind the Clippers, a, a little bit behind them. The Lakers. You know, I, I keep thinking to myself, the Lakers are the best team in the West. But without a healthy Anthony Davis, I don't they're a they're not even a top four team. They look rough without him. They look rough without him. And his issue, you know, lower leg issue, calf, Achilles, strain, whatever it is, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a real problem. Because remember Kevin Durant came back a little too early. It was for the finals, of course, but he came back and pushed himself to come back early so that he could 
be in the finals, then he ruptured his Achilles. So, you know, if they do that with Anthony Davis, now obviously they're not going to rush him back for a, a Tuesday night game against the Memphis Grizzlies, but, you know, he wants to get back out there and, and get his get his his rhythm going oh, as yeah. well. It's it, The Lakers look, it looks really tough for the Lakers right now. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, they need Anthony Davis, plain and simple. I mean, I think LeBron's hasn't played all that great this past week or so. Like, if you watch some of those games, it's like he's he's just taking bad shots. I mean, they lost games to, like, the Wizards. I understand the Wizards are playing, have been playing better lately, but, I mean, they lost a, a game in overtime to the Wizards. They've been losing to bad teams. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not a good supporting cast. It's pretty tight throughout the... Uh throughout right when you look at the five through eight seed there you you know you got san antonio seven and a half out the portland trailblazers is eight out and then the nuggets and warriors eight and a half out so you've got one game separating four teams that could that those bottom four could change dramatically and then you know that would determine the matchup that the lakers would have you know it's probably not going to be easy with any of those teams I think about it. they would have to play the Nuggets right now. Yikes. I mean, I don't know if you want to play them in the first round. Uh, yeah, the Nuggets are the kind of team I don't think you want to play ever. <laughs> They're just trouble, right? They're just trouble. Yeah, but that's another team that I, I don't know if they have any really good supporting cast outside of Jokic and Jamal Murray. I mean, those two guys are good. I think they can carry them in the regular season, but I don't know. They need some guys to step up. They I know. Need, I know. They need something. I know not every team has you know can have a big three right, but or a deep bench. But I mean, they need to figure out who's going to be that that third wheel. Well, you know, last year they went pretty far without a third wheel. Yeah. In the playoffs, it gets a little bit different. Yeah, it does. So, and they're very good defensively. So, you know, that kind of, I think that's where they kind of come through. You know the. I will say this, you know, San Antonio sitting at 17 and 12 at the five seed. They have no big, they don't even have a big two. Yeah. They don't like, even have a big one. They don't have anything. Like They got how, Greg Popovich. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, it's a masterful coaching job, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Did you hear what their record is? 17 and what? 17 and 12. They've only played 29 games. Most teams have played 35. So they are ones that are going to be significantly backloaded. Right. And I think we're going to see them drop out, yep. maybe right out of a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, Could very well be. Because, look, it's it's not a far drop from five to eight, a game and a half, and you're out, you know? Uh, so it's it's a it's a real problem there. Um, and the Portland Trailblazers, I mean, you can't count them out. I mean, you just can't count them out with... With Lillard, right? But it just that team just does not seem good enough to even really be in the playoff conversation. Well, I, that's the team that I'm going to look out for because I think they get McCullum back here in a couple weeks. So that could help. That's it's that's definitely going to help as long as you know he's healthy. Because I mean he was fucking playing lights out before yeah. he got hurt. So the fact that the the Blazers have hung around and I mean. Fuck, Lillard should be in, in some MVP talk, man. Because that guy seriously, is I mean, insane. Your your second best player goes out. 
And I mean, they they're they're what the sixth seed right now, but I think they were as high up as as the fourth seed. They they were the five seed for the most part. So, I mean, shit. What Eighteen else? and fourteen, you know. So their schedule is going to be backloaded quite a bit as well. But you know, some of the teams that they're facing up against, or some of the teams that are also in that backloaded problem, like the Spurs, are are right there with them. Yeah, the Spurs have the worst case, I think, out of everyone. Right. So, <clears throat> should good. be good heading down the stretch. So we'll yeah, it's, it's going to get real interesting here in the last couple months of the season. Uh, hey, what do you think about the All Star Game? The NBA having an All Star Game. It's going to be the first All Star Game since the pandemic because MLB did not have their All Star Game. Right. The NHL did not have an All Star Game, and the NFL did not have a Pro Bowl. So, what do you think about the NBA having their All Star Game? Pandemic be damned. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, they're allowing fans already at some stadiums, so I guess that says, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's okay. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day for the NBA, and I think the players understand that, so some may not agree with it, but they can go ahead and give up their spot and, I guess, pay a fine if they don't want to go. I don't know. If but. they fine them, I think that's terrible. Like, uh, you, I mean... At least wave that shit for this season. I mean, exactly. I mean, right? wave it forever, but, I mean, if there's going to be a season to not find a player for participating in a freaking All-Star game... Yeah, I agree. Jeez. I agree completely, yeah. I, I commend the NBA for trying. Yeah. I commend the NBA for, uh, you know, trying to, trying to do things as normally as possible. Because, look, at the end of the day, the NBA is a business, right? And... You know, this is one of their revenue streams. The All-Star Game is a revenue stream for them. They, you know, they pay very little to get a whole lot of TV revenue and advertising revenue and the like. So, uh, you know, they have to do it. They don't have to do it, but, you know, they they need that revenue stream. And so I commend them for trying but I do think that they need to be considerate of the players because at the end of the day, right, it's kind of a partnership. And to find the players for not showing up to the All-Star game or for opting out of the All-Star game, you know, that's kind of just not yeah, not, not cool at all. Yeah, I mean, I would almost not, not that I think about it, I would almost not even do the All-Star game. Just let the players rest. I mean, you got, you know, we mentioned the back-to-backs that some teams are going to have to play. Let them rest a whole week, right? They basically get a week right, right. off, right? And they got to play this game. So just fucking let them rest and come back fresh. And that's it. It's a wash. Yeah. I mean. I, uh, I, I don't, I disagree. I think they should do it. But I do think that they should not. Uh find the players you know yeah uh they <clears throat> we got to figure out how to do this shit you know because you know i i think i've said this before on this podcast we're not going back to january of 2020 right we're not going to see a stadium with eighty thousand people to watch the giants and redskins in october uh we're not going to see you know fifty five thousand <clears throat> people pack into a stadium to watch a baseball game we're just it, I, I think those days are are gone. No, no, I, I agree, but like in this case where you got teams that are going to be playing a bunch of back-to-backs, like 
you know, to not have the All-Star game. I, I think if we're, if we're going to look out for the players' health, not COVID, I'm just saying, you know, fucking playing. Yeah, in- injuries. Well, and yeah, like I mean, that. just, I mean, fuck it. Who cares? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just it's a it's tough for the business. They I think the NBA, the business of the NBA has to try to get back to normal, or they have to get to a point where, you know, they can they can generate the revenue that they need in order to prosper going forward. Yeah, you know, just like the UFC was the first one to come back after the pandemic and put a card on in May last year, someone had to try, right? And I think this is kind of a similar thing, especially for the NBA. I think out of all of the All-Star games, the NBA All-Star game is probably by far the biggest revenue generator, right? Second would be the MLB All-Star game, probably from a TV revenue perspective. Uh, the is the Pro Bowl even on TV or was it even on TV? No, oh, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Or, or was it like on the NFL Network or some shit? Because I never watched it. Yeah, I, I don't. I know. figured you did because you probably bet on it. <laughs> nah, nah. You probably had the props. Of, I'm a know, degenerate, but not that much of it. You probably had a prop on will <laughs> Will Drew Brees throw a touchdown in the first half right. or some shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's the biggest All Star game. Someone's got to try. I, I commend them for doing that, but I do think that they should tread lightly with the players. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no, nah, man. Let's let's wrap this this one up before we uh, you know, lose it. <laughs> <laughs> before we break it. That's right. As always, folks. Uh, we appreciate you watching, listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. Hit us up on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, whatever podcast platform you choose. If you want to get a hold of my brother Alex. Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well at eMontana21. You can email the show, PositiveSports10 at gmail.com, PositiveSports10 at gmail.com. You can send us your questions there. Uh, See you for lunch tomorrow? Uh, I can't promise you that. Good. It's more food for me. (laughs) (laughs) As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.